0: ride in the morning when it was dark before work and after work to you know get his fitness in and I used to joke that I never saw him during that I didn't even know what he looked like <laughs> in <the daily> <laughs>
1: it would be like six or seven before I got back to the barn at night and I'd always
0: have to leave there by you know eight, eight in the morning or seven thirty and be done and on my way to the office by then
2: Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans.
3: We'd like to thank our number one sponsor. Number one. Main and tail. Again, we are going over the, uh, this is the final week that we're going over the Protect line, Mm -hmm. or at least in this series. In this series, yeah. So, what do we have this week?
2: This week, we have the Protect Skin and Wound Spray Treatment.
3: The spray treatment. So last time we had the cream, now we're going with the spray. spray yep. A lot of the same benefits. So this is a spray. The spray ran right on. Mm-hmm. It's good. It'll kill the wide range of microorganisms, including bacteria, yeast, mold, fungi, viruses. It's good stuff. Good stuff. So you get that horse that comes in. It's got that, that wound that's kind of, you know, healing up and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you just want to get a spray. You want to protect it. You want to keep it clean, and, and you don't want anything growing in it.
2: Right, so. and it, it heals without burning or any irritation. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Yeah, and it smells good.
3: And it smells good. I'm all about that. You know me.
2: <laughs> gotta smell good. I gotta smell
3: good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, mean and Taylor. We sure do appreciate it.
2: Hey, Karen, we got a five star review and have a podcast. I saw. Do you want me to read it to you? Super. It is by J C Craigster, and they put great podcast. I'm not a runner, but have been trying to run more lately to help with rider fitness. Listening to your podcast keeps me motivated and laughing when I want to quit. I love the diversity of guests you are bringing on. Keep it up! Cheers.
3: Cheers. That's awesome. It is awesome. That's good good stuff. I really appreciate that. That is fantastic.
2: And I'm sure Daniel Stewart would love to hear that too.
3: I bet. <laughs> That's our guy. He's yeah, a good, he's a great, great guy. I bet, I, bet right. I bet you're right So thank you so much again for that. That was uh, super nice. We love it not only the stars but also the fact that you like, take the time. Type that on out. So uh, we sure do appreciate that. We'll try to keep on doing good for you. I'm Rob.
2: And I'm Karen. And on today's Major League Eventing Podcast, Rob, we yes, have a very special guest. So I'm
3: super excited about this guest, Karen. I am
2: too. I am. So we have the 2018 Fairhill International, then CCI three star, now, yes. now four star long winner. Okay. And the 2018 USEA adult amateur of the year yes ma'am welcome to the show frankie Terriot stoots
3: frankie welcome to the show thanks guys thanks so much for having me holy smokes so that exciting. resume 2018's a, a pretty stinking <laughs> good year for you isn't it yeah
1: 2018 was pretty special i think <laughs> just in a lot of ways and it was um a lot of things kind of coming together at the right time for sure and um you know, I think kind of if you told me at the beginning of the year that things were going to go that way, I kind of wouldn't have believed you, and it just seems like it all comes together. That is
3: awesome. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Well, thank so you so cool. much for joining us. We always like to find out. We know you're a West Coaster, but you're you're you have all types of businesses and and all that crazy stuff and event. Uh, so, we always like to find out where where we're where where you're talking to us from. Are you uh, out west? Are you at some show? Where where, where are you? Yeah, I'm west.
1: Um, I try to stay west a lot more kind of nowadays than I used to before I became a mom, um, to be with the boys as much as I can. And so um, being able to train and stay on the west coast as as much as possible is really important. So I'm actually, a lot of people think because I ride with Tammy Smith and, and kind of am with her usually at the shows, that I'm based in Southern California, but I'm actually not. I'm about 12 hours from Southern California with the trailer um, up in the wine country, up in Northern California, about an hour and a half north of San
3: Francisco. Wow. Oh my goodness! Goodness! Holy smokes! Wow! Dang! <laughs> I do, you caught me. Before, you, you I know. Took me off <laughs> off uh, you're almost in Canada <laughs> up there, aren't you? Or you're no? I'll see against Washington. Washington. <laughs> <laughs> and my geography's not so good, Frankie. <laughs> <me. laughs>
1: yeah, I'm, I'm pretty far north. I'm almost to Oregon. There you go. But um. Yeah, I mean, I feel really lucky to get to live here. I I grew up in Sonoma County, and I'm super proud to be from a really tiny town that doesn't even have a a stoplight, and,
3: um,
1: you know, everybody kind of knows everyone. No one locks their houses or their cars or anything where I'm from. So uh,
0: I grew up here and,
1: uh, you know, went away to school and college, and
3: then my husband
1: worked. I'm um, on the East Coast, and I was there for a little bit, took a horse out there for a bit, and um, we came back home to Northern California to raise our boys, and I'm really happy to be back here.
3: Was was that was that East Coast job somewhere in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area? Just saying.
1: Just <laughs> yeah, Mike played for the Philadelphia Phillies for um, Boom. a total of about eight or nine years, and in wow. the big leagues for five. And, um, you know, we met in college our freshman year and, uh, it was quite a, quite a journey that whole time and, um, to now. So it's, uh, he definitely understands the competitive aspect of things. He's,
3: um, one of the
1: most mentally tough people I've ever met and, um, can, you know, was, he definitely thrived on pressure in his career and was, they would say he wasn't a very good pitcher if the game didn't matter. And, um, he just kind of really likes competition and, and thrive in that environment. And I'm a bit more of a head case than
3: him. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I'm big Phillies. So we're, we're, very, Philly we're Philly fans. So we, we
1: that's yeah. awesome. So. Um, yeah. And so, you know, we're back now and, um, he told me that he would never ride a horse and he stayed true to that <laughs> that comment um, but he's helpful and he can bring a horse in and feed dinner and get he's a blanket helpful. on so that's all I really need him to be able to do <laughs>
3: he's helpful, he's a good farm hand <laughs> <He's helpful>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny, yeah. well tell them a couple, couple of Philly fans over here on the east coast oh, yeah. we're, we're Karen and I, <laughs> even though we live in Maryland now, we are both from just outside of Philadelphia so and we did lock our doors in my neighborhood. Let yeah. me tell you what. Hell yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
1: had to. I had to kind of have a bit of learning when we we went there. And, um, Good people in of the country. I think Mike had a few conversations with me. Like, you can't do that. And I, and I, I kind of need a new truck anyway. So if I think take it, he said, well, don't.
3: Uh, that's Don't funny. leave
1: the dog in there. You're never gonna see him again.
3: Oh, that's <laughs> <funny>. oh. <laughs> so it's good people, but you know you have to lock the doors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so Frankie, can you take us back and tell us how you actually got your start in riding, and then into eventing?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, my kind of start in riding might not be as much traditional as as some people in the sport. I no one in my family rides. No one really ever has other than my cousin, and she had a horse um, growing up, but she didn't really live near us, so I sat on a horse, you know, when we visit her as a little baby, but other than that, nobody kind of was interested in, in the sport in my immediate family, and when I was uh, a little kid, like three or four, I had an abundant amount of energy, and my mom kind of wasn't sure what to do with it, so she sent me to Pony Camp, and I took to it and was unbelievably fortunate that the Pony Camp was actually um, kind of an offset program of one of, at the time, I think the best of any barn on the West Coast, the biggest and most successful one, and that was the East Somingham program. And so I just kind of stuck with it, and I rode always in some capacity from – age three through high school and college and,
0: um,
1: you know, into business and becoming a mom. But I always kind of have had one horse. I've had two a couple of times that one time, but um, not for very long periods of time. And my, you know, I've always kind of done everything else at the same time. In high school, I've played very competitive year-round basketball and volleyball and, um, you know, was kind of a, a social butterfly, I guess you might say, and leadership and all that stuff. And I didn't want to be like a lot of my friends in homeschool so I could ride because I wanted those extra curriculars that were at a normal high school. And so I did that and went away to college and um, took my old advanced partner with me the school and rode him on and off and had another young horse for a while as well um and then after that I continued riding as I uh, joined the workforce and had an office job and um actually got in 2011 I was getting my old advanced partner ready for Kentucky and I would ride in the morning when it was dark before work and after work to you know get his fitness
0: in and I used to joke that I never saw him during the night. I didn't even know what he looked like. in <laughs> It
1: would be like six or seven before I got back to the barn at night. And I'd always have to leave there by,
0: you know, eight,
1: eight in the morning or seven thirty, 30 and be done and on my way to the office by then. Um, but it's always been an outlet for me and a component of my life that has been really important, um, to kind of diffuse everything else I'm doing and,
0: um,
1: so yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. But I've, I think stayed in it because of the amazing people in the sport, and um, definitely is the reason that I wanted to build a business, you know, around the equestrian
3: industry. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So now you have Chatwin is your your main horse. Do you have more than one, or is Chatwin the main the main head honcho?
1: Um, so I only ride Chatwin. I have actually three other horses that live with chatwin um my old advanced horse i'm really fortunate to have had now for 20 years wow. and awesome. um, he's my best friend and my kind of soul in the world that i turn to when i haven't had a good day or when i have had a great one he's kind of the first place to always run and so he lives at the house with chatwin and um And then I have a terrible pony who I bought to be a companion (laughs) at one point for my older horse, and he's, like, won't really let you worm him or give him a shot or anything. I don't think he's got any form of vaccination in, like, the three years I've had him. And he's fairly feral, but my kid sits on him from time to time. (laughs) And so I have him, and then I also, Chatham lives with a um, 34-year-old quarter horse who i've taken in and Jeez. um so yeah it's more of an old folks farm so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um but chatwin's the only one that leaves the property ever
3: that's <laughs> now, how old's chatwin
1: chatwin's, he just turned 11.
3: ah oh, oh, prime nice. coming into his prime care yeah holy smokes and yeah. it was chatwin sourced through clayton is that correct
1: yeah so um he was sourced through clayton and um really kind of believed in him a lot. He was at, he's kind of an interesting story because Clayton always thought he was amazing, but he was actually at Clayton's. Um, I think he came to America in not early October and I actually bought him in late March. So he was there for quite a long time. Um, and I think a lot of people tried him and for whatever reason, um, didn't think he was the right one. And, um, He has a bit of an unconventional jumping style, which he's carried with him through life. But um, I actually, the first time I rode him, he felt like my old advanced horse, actually. And um, I had to have him, like, jumping him over the crossrail. Just felt like home to me, kind of. And um, it was really because of him feeling like Frick Frack to me that I I wanted him so badly.
3: Isn't that awesome how these horses that, you know, you, you have the fit. That people, mm-hmm. you know, the, the horse and rider fit. It's amazing what the wrong rider yeah. on Chatwin probably wouldn't have ever, you know, had the success of Yeah, general. I
0: mean, it's just
1: so interesting, you know, because it, and it's really come full circle. It's really neat. Chatwin lives at my house now with, with Frick, and um, you know, to have kind of the horse who's been there my whole life and the horse who I'm getting to do neat things with now together is really special, and um, I kind of joke that
0: um,
1: they're like the wise old owl and the big black crow because <laughs> that one's kind of always up to shenanigans and, like, doing, you know, funny things. And he got home from Fair Hill and thought he was awesome, and I <laughs> let him out in the field. And he galloped at, like, 700 meters per minute like he does in his pasture up to Frick Track And Frick track's almost 18 hands tall. He's a big dude, wow. and he has a lot of presence. But he never kind of – he just has a way about him and he just planted his feet and stood there and looked at Chatwin and Chatwin cantered around him in a circle. And I thought, okay.
0: And, uh, and it's so funny because it's basically, only have to just
1: like look over at Chatwin with this, this look of disdain and Chatwin's <laughs> like, all
0: right, I'm
1: one. you're right. And by the end of the day, I I came back to bring them in and Chao was just walking with his head and Frick's behind, like, with <laughs> it down. He's like, I'm nobody, and I don't <laughs> matter, never. and I didn't do anything cool, and I'm so sorry that I acted that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: That's so funny. That's it's cute. good.
1: I think Frick, I like to think Frick tells him, like, if he doesn't take care of me, he'll take care of him. That's <laughs> so. awesome. Try probably um, does. It's yeah. kind of a fun situation.
3: That sounds like a children's book.
2: Yeah, it Something. does. It really yeah. does. Yeah.
3: <laughs> There you go. You yeah. got time. You're not doing anything. Yeah. You you got time to <laughs> spare. No problem. What, what, what children's book about? <laughs> just, just kidding. That was uh, awesome. I tell you, you mentioned Tammy Smith, and I think after you won, I think Tammy was like the happiest person after you won Fair Hill. I, <laughs> she was so happy. I was, uh, I, don't, I don't know. We we interviewed Tammy a couple months back, Karen, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. She's yeah, was. such an awesome person. I can imagine getting coached by her but uh man she was happy for you that was awesome we, we were <laughs> i think tammy was happier than you yeah. maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah. and she's so yeah, proud of the west I mean, coast I mean, she's proud of that west coast eventing scene so anytime a west coaster comes over and does well i think that she takes a lot of pride in that because of the kind of not like there's a rivalry but the fact that you know you guys are kind of the the way out west you're kind of on your own little circuit out there and, and you still could do it and you can and you come over here and you kick our butt so you you guys just feel free to stay on the west coast and <laughs> <laughs> just kidding just kidding how's old chatwin doing i know you were shooting for uh kentucky is everything okay is he a healthy happy boy or what yeah what's...
1: yeah chatwin's actually really good um i mean we've had just like a really kind of weird crazy year in 2019 to be honest um it's not been a dream season by any means, um, and everything kind of early in the season was very carefully calculated and with Kentucky in mind. Um, but it just seemed like this year started out kind of, for whatever reason, just things not falling into place and not big things. But you know, I picked things off at the beginning of the year with an intermediate. And we were winning, and I um, withdrew him before the show jumping because it had rained so much. There was basically no footing left Mm -hmm. in the show jumping. And I thought that was in his best interest and then went to run in advance and had my best shot score on him ever. And then, you know, in the cross country, my penny somehow attached itself to my air vest. And it was like all of a sudden I jumped a fence, and my belly button was essentially stuck to the (gasps) pommel of my saddle. So I halted for about 45 seconds and broke my penny to be able to continue. And, um, I mean, again, he was great, but we got a lot of time faults and, you know, winning it was definitely not the goal, just to have a great run. And we did, but just little things like that, that have been kind of so strange. And then from there I went to Galway Downs and he was having a brilliant round and, um, you know, I missed in the show jumping, unfortunately, pretty badly and, Kind of notch my ego down a few notches and then, um, we were having a great round cross country and, and I thought it was going to be, you know, a good final big run before Kentucky and then unfortunately we slipped in a turn and yeah. both went down. Um, and then Chatwin went on a 20 minute hiatus of, oh,
3: no. um, countryside?
1: Kind of, uh, you know, terrorizing a few soccer games that were going on. And, <laughs> and, and developing through a wedding venue before we reunited. So oh my we kind of went home from that and picked ourselves up again. And then, um, did, a, I always do a final run, usually at a lower level. And so I backed him down still at the intermediate and took him to the rivers. And it seemed like everything was going great. And I did the combined test and felt great about it. And then ran an intermediate and a few hours later, he was like unexplainably very lame. Hmm.
0: Um,
1: so, instead of putting him on a plane, I took him home, and um, that went Kentucky. So, that's kind of been our season so far, and it's been a bit crazy. But, actually, now that Kentucky's over, and, and um, I was lucky enough to go up to Oregon and get Troutman, like, really well evaluated everywhere. And his body, we've scanned and ultrasounded and MRI'd more things than I even knew horses had for body parts. So, <laughs> Um, he's got a clean bill of health Super. and we're back and I think actually the universe might be bigger and better than, than we are and um,
0: that
1: maybe it happened for a reason because things, kind of how they unfolded to that point this season I think maybe we were in the best mental game although we were certainly trying to be um, and so I think it's good we've had actually some time to reset and to Think and um, kind of just be us again, as crazy as it seems. But um, we've been off training with a lot of people and, and doing a lot of things instead of just being home by ourselves in our solo arena. And so we've kind of spent the last few weeks being back in kind of our zone. And I think he feels really good. And um, so we're gonna try to make a Europe trip in um, in June here. And we're just in the process of finalizing. Which one of the events in June that's going to be? But um, I feel incredibly, incredibly fortunate to have been given the Bursar Grant last year, and incredibly lucky to have won um, the Judah Flight at Fair Hills. So it really gives us some incredible opportunities that otherwise we wouldn't have. So yeah, awesome. really looking forward to it taking
3: advantage of it that is awesome yeah that is exciting exciting. this is awesome very exciting so now is is chapman owned by you or is he a syndicate or and and can you explain like is he what's the story on him as a owned horse? sure so
1: chapman's kind of an interesting case um i own part of him and my cousin elizabeth owns um a part of him as well she owns 20 percent of him and um my late uncle, Eric, actually helped me come up with the rest of the money I needed at the time to purchase Chatwin when I got him. And unfortunately, um, a couple of years ago, he passed away suddenly of a heart attack. And so um, his shares were gifted to me. And um, I feel lucky to have them, obviously, but to have had Zib and his support in, in making it possible. And it's been a really fun thing to get to do with my cousin. Um, for sure, and actually, we're getting ready to um, announce soon an opportunity to bring in some other people. I'm still working out the final details, and it will be um, a bit of a different situation than most syndicates, Is it'll just be an opportunity for people to get involved in an annual base as an owner um, at a much, much, much cheaper price range, like $5,000 or less for as a tax deduction. Um mm-hmm. To be, to be used really as, um, you know, funds for Chapman and I to be able to compete and to do different things. Um, and it'll be, I think, really neat because people will get to be treated as an owner and, and get to, you know, be in the owner tent and go behind the scenes and be in the barns and have all the perks of ownership um, that they wouldn't otherwise maybe be able to afford with the top horse. Yeah. So that's really cool. it'll yeah, that's really a, cool. yeah, it'll be a really small thing. I think probably five of them, maybe up to ten. But um definitely really small and um, you know, getting some people involved with chat in a in a bit of a different way. Um because I certainly kind of can't take all my kids' college money to compete chat
3: with <laughs> <laughs> College money, <laughs> they gotta take them up golf and... <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah,
1: so I think bowling might be good. They get full scholarships. There you go. Yeah, My like, a bowling. I think, but...
3: or like tuba players yeah. they get scholarships.
1: <laughs> they get yeah, yeah, something a little less hard on your body, but you know, more opportunity. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, hey, there's a really good company out there that can probably help you work out the, all the details. It's called Athletics. They could probably help yeah, you put that exactly. all together for you. You might have heard yeah. of them. <laughs>
1: So yeah, so um, that's kind of kind of how Chatwin works, and it's just been a really fun thing to get to do with my cousin and um, with Eric's blessing, for sure
3: too. That's awesome. It's a shame that he yeah. wasn't able to be there to see you whoop it up at Fair Hill, because I mean, I'm assuming it was, Fair Hill was probably your biggest accomplishment so far on Chatwin. Yeah, I
1: think winning Rebecca Farm was pretty special for us, that's and true. then um, to kind of carry that down to Fair Hill was really neat. Um, actually I mean, Eric only ever came to one horse show and it was Chatlin's first preliminary and
3: he went into the show jumping
1: winning and he got so terrified cantering to the oxer that I think about twenty strides away he spun and bolted. Oh. And I finally, I finally got him over it, but I think he closed his eyes. He was so afraid and he got oh. every rail. <laughs> That's and amazing. I came under the ring and, and Eric knew nothing about horses and he looked at me and said, look great. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, look. Well, okay. And I thought, awesome. He goes, that was great. <laughs> and I thought, perfect.
3: That translated yeah. that, that translated that is, don't ask me for more money for another horse. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think more, he's just like, if this is what you want to do, I'm supportive. He didn't yeah. even ask what color Tavin was when I That's awesome. asked if he'd help me find. So, <laughs> um pretty it's pretty great. Definitely the right kind of support, where they're not in it for the ribbons.
3: Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that the, I think your kind of uh, uh, sh- your syndicate idea, um, you know, that partnership type of system, I think sounds really awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, a lot of people, I'm sure, would love to get behind you on that. And like you said, make it make it a tax deductible thing. The whole. So that's awesome. So we got to keep well, yeah, when I that happens. This- we'll make sure.
1: What's it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it'll be happening soon. So if anybody out there listening and wants to get involved, they can um, contact me about it. But like I said, it'll only be a few people. I want it to be really small. And
0: Mm -hmm. um, I know
1: people's financial situations change annually. So it'll be, you know, on an annual basis. And obviously the goal will be to keep people involved long term. But um, it won't kind of lock you into that.
3: I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think so too. That's really cool. A little kind of mix it up for everybody mm-hmm. maybe someone wants to go to europe this you know later in the year maybe say hey.
1: exactly yeah <laughs> European am european
3: like that would that definitely person. make the trip worth it you know i got a little stake in the mm-hmm. horse that'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool awesome yeah, so do you think <laughs> so so probably not come back to Fairhill, being that you're going to do a european trip probably not come back
1: to Fairhill. i mean um you know maybe when it's a five star but um you know, I think if it goes well, he can just call it and not go
0: back. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you no,
3: know, why? Isn't a good thing. So, that's
1: uh, it. We'll the, five stars to, the five star is
3: going down. The five. The five star. We just. We just got money. Uh, the state just gave up a bunch of money yeah. to do improvements to and make the five star. Yeah,
1: that's signs. gonna be. Gonna be pretty incredible.
3: And it's gonna be on the other side of Fair Hill. I don't know if you saw that when you were here last year. Yeah. Right?
2: That'll be really neat for yeah. sure. And They're breaking ground a couple weeks. Yeah,
3: breaking ground in a couple weeks. Memorial Memorial yeah. Day weekend. Yep. So awesome stuff. So, hey, I mentioned athletics a little bit. So, the is the eventually, I guess you left the corporate job to start athletics. Is that how that goes? And can you tell us about athletics and what, what you guys do? Yeah. Yeah. So I
1: was getting ready for Kentucky in 2011 and wanted to get and kind of a little bit of backing before I went. And I was really clear with companies and people um, that I was just one horse or one rider with one horse and that my horse was actually going to be retiring after Kentucky. Um, and he got her a couple weeks before, which is a totally different story. But it ended up being that almost everyone I reached out to said, yes, we'll support you and give you product or give you money or whatever. And I couldn't kind of figure out why they would support me, yet a lot of my friends in the sport were having such a hard time getting people to support them with product and and sponsorships and all these things, Um, especially because, you know, I felt like as far as an offering, mine wasn't nearly what theirs could be. And I quickly realized that I came from a marketing background and was the director of communications at the time for a fitness media sports company, so I really only thought in a corporate manner. And I put together marketing materials that were very corporate oriented to send out and people really responded well to those. And I, from there, kind of realized that riders were maybe sending an email or something saying, I'm so-and-so, will you sponsor me? And a lot of these companies like Ariat and companies like that were really going in a direction of being more of a true corporate being and corporate company and half the time the people at the top had never even, you know, been to Kentucky or had any idea who any of these riders were in any way and didn't really care. And that you had to put things in terms of impressions and, you know, in marketing language to have a shot at getting what you wanted. And if you could do that, you'd be fairly successful. So I started asking around, um, kind of to see if there was any interest, and I thought there'd be a little here and there, but kind of unanimously across the board, everybody said, yes, like, when can you start? And um, I had some pretty unbelievable mentors at the company I worked for, the entire
0: senior executive team
1: at the company I previously worked for before starting Athletics, Um, ran 24-Hour Fitness and grew it from a $75,000 company to a $1.7 billion company. And after that, they started this company. And um, when I came on board at the company, I was probably the youngest person by 20 years who worked there, and I'd really come in to give them, like, a fresh, younger view. But in the process, I was incredibly fortunate. And I don't even think I knew at the time how lucky I was, but I do now, looking back, to have these mentors.
0: And, uh,
1: my boss at the time, Jim Rowley, who I'm still lucky to be very close with, gave me some incredible mentorship to start my company and, um, really, you know, taught me how to, from leading by example, how to run a team and things like that, that I've taken with me. And so in 2011, with their blessing, kind of, I started athletics and, um, I kind of made a deal with myself that I would never ever approach a rider about our services because I wanted them to want and need need what we did instead of kind of thrusting it upon them. And I've stuck to that pretty hard over the years, I think. And um, and it kind of grew from word of mouth and um, you know people finding out about it and and contacting us. And now we're incredibly fortunate to help. Equestrians all over the country and the world and in different disciplines. And um, we help a really large number on a monthly basis with with different things from websites to social media to PR to marketing to, um, you know, different campaigns or syndicates and and kind of everything in between. And um, I feel in the beginning when I started athletics, We did all sports, and I worked because of my husband with a lot of other athletes, especially in the Philly market. I think the first or second year I did athletics when I was predominantly other sports. One year I did something like 300 signings in the Philadelphia market. And I would show up at these card shops and do these signings with these players. And um, I just got really tired of dealing with kind of Um, these car shop owners and and how they acted and how they were, even though the money was certainly more than the equine industry has to offer. Um, And so a few years later, we became just equine. And um, Uh now we specifically work with equestrian athletes. And last year we expanded to helping brands as well. And um, I'm so passionate about helping these riders and these companies and I have a phenomenal phenomenal team, and everyone on my team rides horses and, and noses and out and um athletics and something I'm really proud of, but also feel very lucky
3: to get to do wow you guys do it all i mean you yeah. guys are everything from the, the 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 i guess like the financial management side all the way all the way down to building websites i mean you guys are incredible- how many riders do you think you have right now on the on the uh the...
1: Yeah, probably around 70 on a monthly retainer that we help. Um, and like I said, they're in a variety of disciplines now. Um, we are trying to focus on growing the dressage and show jumping sides of it in the next few years and this year. And, um, you know, a lot of those are vendors, so it's,
3: it's pretty fun. Dang, that's awesome, Karen.
2: It sure is. I was just looking at the
3: website. Yeah, the website's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it better be beautiful. If that's what you, you sell. Build a <laughs> <Yeah. on> website. <laughs> right. I don't know. I'm kind of hesitant to say check out our website I to know. her because I don't know. She's a pro, and <laughs> she might be like, nah, your website sucks." <laughs> that would just break my heart if Frankie said that. Just kidding. No, no. <laughs> I've <think laughs> it's some pretty bad one, so it'd have to be really bad. Yeah. Ah, well, I don't think ours is. I bad. don't think it's I think it's bad. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, if i do say so myself <laughs> but i would never want to be a website builder that just isn't uh not fun uh, uh so uh and also you're not busy enough so you decided to get in the in the in the the baby bag and a handbag business didn't you yeah well i have such a good shot at team athletics
1: now so they do like such a large amount of the work and um, the girls are just absolutely fantastic. I have three full-time employees and I kind of can't say enough good things about them. And so, yeah, so, you know, I was getting bored. (laughs) (laughs) But when I had my first son, actually, I was looking for a diaper bag and I could not find one that I liked and it didn't look like just some ugly flimsy diaper bag that then you're going to throw away as soon as your kid could walk and um, I couldn't really figure out why people weren't creating more options.
0: And then
1: around that time, I spilled in my regular purse and thought, well, why doesn't somebody make a bag where you can zip out the inside of it and wash it? Because if you spill in it, then it's just ruined and this is so obnoxious.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So I came up with this concept to do bags with washable liners and design them all myself. and. Um, manufacture them in Mexico and um, just kind of came up with this idea and decided I was going to give it a shot. And if it failed miserably, then at least I'd learned a bunch along the way. Um, and luckily I have a lot of friends who ride horses and like my bags, so they buy them. So it hasn't failed. <laughs> <really. laughs>
3: that is awesome. I tell you it, that, and that, that is Frankie Cameron, right?
1: Yeah, they're called Frankie Cameron. You can follow them on Instagram um, at Frankie Cameron collection. And, fun they're they're you know something kind of that unfortunately gets kind of the last on my list right now um but i pack every single bag myself so if you buy a bag you're getting it direct from me um my frankie fingerprints are all over but yeah exactly maybe some kids go, yeah, there might you know? be like a chocolate In, bar or something <laughs> Yeah, sometimes Drake helps me. I'm sure there's got to be someone in the last year that's like some random item in their bag. They're but, like, oh,
3: this one came with um, a sippy cup already. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I always think like you kind of, you know, if you come up with an idea, you have an opportunity to try to learn. And athletics taught me that, you, you know, everything's worth giving it a shot if you're passionate about what it is. and. And so I think athletics made me brave enough to try to do Frankie Cameron. And I've learned an unbelievable amount in the last year and a half doing it. I mean, I didn't even know, you know, how to send a bag when I started and how to get custom boxes made. And, you know, there's so many little things that you have to kind of, kind of figure out along the way. And so I think more than anything, it's fascinating. And uh, from a social media standpoint especially, I think I've learned an unbelievable amount through Frankie Cameron and now I'm able to apply to athletics. So that part of it's
3: been really fun too. I think Karen would probably tell you that
1: the mm-hmm. thing
3: I'm most impressed about with Frankie is the the entrepreneurial oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, I mean yeah. that's, that's that's I think that's, yeah. I'm I'm more of a fan of you because you have all these businesses that are up and running and, and, and <laughs> knocking it out of the park. The riding's cool and all, but a lot of people do that. <laughs> How many people do what you're doing? I think it's amazing. Yeah. And it's kinda like an you know an entrepreneur Thank with you. the major league eventing. It's, you know, it's it's inspiring mm-hmm. to, to Karen and me to see you doing so well and say, hey, you know what, like, you know, uh, th- there's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not I easy. I think if thing. you
1: have something I like, you know, you can, you just have to be afraid to take a risk, you know, or not afraid to take a risk rather. And, um, I think a lot of people have great ideas. They're just afraid to kind of have people frown down upon them or fail doing it and yeah. I don't know, I mean, with the bags, I kind of figured, alright, I think to start my company cost me nine grand, so I thought, okay, here's nine grand, if I lose nine grand, it's going to really suck, but I won't die, and you know, we can come out of that on the other side, and and it might be something really neat, and I might learn along the way, and so um, luckily I recouped my nine grand, but I've also (laughs) learned so
0: much, it wouldn't matter,
1: so um, you know, it's, it's something I hope that my boys kind of embrace as they get older and say, like, "Hey, mom, like, wasn't afraid to take a chance
3: and just yeah. um, something to go." I'm so. I mean, like, I mean, I, I, when I say I'm, very, I'm like really, really serious. Like, I can probably. Talk, I mean, <laughs> we could do a business podcast on like another hour <laughs> talking about that because you know, there's it's a lot crazy. of people. It's hard. Like, it's a lot of people. Number one, like they, they. um they're looking for like permission to like try something new, you know, and step out of line. Cause I kind of, kind of come from a, a safe yeah. family where people, everyone kind of stayed in line, you know, and, and starting something kind of, you know, and also it's like, it's, uh, it's part of you when you start something. So it's kind of like if it, if if, if if, if it doesn't go well, then it's like, it's a personal, I mean, it's, uh, you yeah, know, I know with major league eventing, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, I think it can-
1: so personal, which is what people don't realize, you know, like for Frankie Cameron, I answer every single email and athletics, I still see like every single thing that comes in and out. And, um, it's really personal. Like I remember in the beginning days of athletics, like if somebody wasn't happy, I would like literally cry because yeah. it like affects you on such a personal level. Like, I mean, honestly, like there were clients that I would just like be crying and I'm glad they never knew, but like, I wanted it to be perfect for them so bad that it, so personal to you. It's not work when you started it. It's like yeah. this thing that matters on such a great level, you know. And um, but I think too, like you know, that you kind of keep going and and you learn so much along the way. And if you can kind of go about the opportunities that you're you're in them to kind of learn things you never would have a chance to otherwise, then you're always going to come out like in a good way. Yeah.
3: Well, and that's the thing. Like your bags are beautiful, by the way. Yeah. They're they are. they're way better than looking than any yeah. other, any any bag that our kids.
2: Oh, yeah. Any oh, bag yeah. that Karen
3: had strapped around her back when yeah. she was, you know <clears throat> I mean shoot, when those things are brand those babies are brand new, it's like you end up it feels like you have three or four bags, you know, to carry all the yeah. all the cargo. We made one trip what what we made one mistake one time of saying oh. it's a quick trip to the market, Karen. Yeah, quick trip. And that turned into
2: the w yeah. Whew,
3: a bad case of yeah
2: i was like we don't need the bag <laughs> we don't need
3: the bag <laughs> next thing you know we're buying diapers yeah, in the, right? in we the don't market
2: need oh
0: yeah. my
1: god yes we did. you
3: gotta take everything but the kitchen sink every trip out when they're new <laughs> <laughs> and you learn that lesson the hard way once oh yeah and we learned it all right but your bags are beautiful and mm-hmm. and again like you touched on something and i know people at home may not care about this but i care so I'm going to talk about it camera. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but the fact that you said there's a lot of stuff that you didn't know and you had to learn, there's no excuse today for someone who has an idea to not educate themselves. You know, there's so much education out there that, you know, you you like you say you don't know how to get a box and and all that stuff and how to ship and you know what? Like here you are knocking it out of the park. So, I am uh, totally. I I think that takes just as much bravery or more. To than than going around a big old cross country course because I, uh, I, I, no. I, 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 hold, I hold that, I hold what you've done to your, with your businesses in that higher regard because I'm, I'm a big fan of you for, for that as well. So hopefully that's not Thank too sad, but it's true.
1: No, I really appreciate that. I mean, um, I really appreciate that. And I hope people like aren't afraid to take risks with that stuff too, like I said of my boys because.
3: I think you never know unless you try. So, yeah. And then what do you think about the, I'm also kind of like, you know, I've t- we've talked to other people who have um, business resources for riders and stuff. And um, I- I'm really thankful that you guys have business resources and, and things like that, because mm-hmm. I don't, I think a lot of riders, they look at, you know, they're athletes and everything, but then they're also, most of them are business owners and operators. And um, thank God for services like you guys. And because and to grow the sport, people have to be, good business people. And it's like anything else They they're, they're great riders, but they didn't take business courses possibly or something. So, um, do, uh, how much yeah, of that I mean, work are you doing?
1: So much. I mean, I think that's why I really wanted to do it in the first place, because honestly, like the last thing these people have time for after they've just ridden like 15 horses, which I have no idea how people do that. And I'm <laughs> so much admiration for all these riders and, um, you know, get home from the barn and you're exhausted and you have to like, you know, deal with some kind of business thing or did your person post on social or you got this sponsor mat or, you know, all these things, it can be just overwhelming. And so we like to consider a, ourselves an extension of your team in whatever capacity you need so that you can focus on riding. And um, I think, you know, it's been a missing piece in the industry. And I think Some companies are doing it in in different facets. But the thing about athletics that I really think sets us apart in the industry is that we kind of can handle any capacity of what you need, and we can mix and match whatever you need to just kind of help your business go to that next level and promote yourself. and, And also, I mean, we've done so much PR which is great PR, but I think these riders really need someone who they can trust to call it two in the morning when a horse dies or when something goes really wrong. And I think that's when it's critical for top riders, especially to have a plan in place so they don't say the wrong thing. And, um, you know, I sit back so often in different circumstances and watch what people say. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish you hadn't said that. Wow. But, I think it's, it's something that's been missing from the sport that, that you have just, even if you don't use our services at all, um, you know, we have some people who like literally just call us in case of an emergency. And, um, I think just being, I take more pride in being there for people when it doesn't go right than when they've just won everything.
3: Wow. That's amazing. That is awesome. Yeah. Man. And how long has, how long has athletics been in business now and. And then, and then, and then the, the bags. Oh company. my
1: gosh! Almost. Um, athletics is was started in 2011, so um, eight or nine years. And um, the bags are pretty new. They um, just are about the website's been live about a year and a half. Okay. So So um, the bags are still coming along, and athletics I feel like is kind of in a, a really great place in the market, and. Um, Like I said, we're focusing now on business services and working with some great companies and helping kind of be an extension of their team also, which has been a a nice new tier to add um, as we kind of get toward our tenure. Man,
3: that's awesome. Awesome. That's amazing. Frankie, that is Mm. amazing. You are amazing. To do everything you're doing and then be a mom on top of it. Right. I I would stop at being a mom. Like, I'd be like, well, my day is, my day is booked. Uh, I'm done. (laughs) That's it. I've done my, my job. But then again, I'm soft. Well, if you
0: had,
1: if you had my three and a half year old, you wouldn't be allowed to because you'd be, your house would get burned down. He's the character so um, he does not allow you to not be focused
3: all in on him that's what Uh, i'm saying i would be like full-time job right there that's it no 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 but that's great i i i'm i admire you so much Mm -hmm. for for everything the the horseback riding the the business side so much you know what i mean and that philly's husband Mm -hmm. kind of kicks her up another notch in my book here because you know me so
1: well, I think I just definitely have really great people around me, and I'm um, lucky to and of be surrounded by some
3: incredible people who make it all possible to do it. Yeah. That's awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh,
2: so, Frankie, I mean, being a mom, being a business owner, I mean, two businesses, and being a top rider, do you have any um, advice for that amateur out there that wants to get out there and um, do great at the sport?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's this stigma that you can only go kind of through the preliminary level if you're an amateur and and be successful in doing it, and um, I don't feel like that's true. I think, you know, that you can compete at any level in the sport if you want to and and also work a normal, quote-unquote normal job, Um, but you just have to be all in with your one horse or however many horses you choose to have when you're doing that, and um, you know, for me, riding is really the the time where I can kind of defuse my brain a bit. And um, I feel like actually earlier in this season, when things are kind of getting a bit crazy and chaotic for us, um, my focus is almost too much on riding, which is going to sound a little crazy to certain people. But um, Joni Morris actually. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Toni Morris actually sent me this really cool article recently about this woman, and she's a professional runner, and she's won like all these marathons and all these things, and she's training for the Olympics, and she's a full time um, ER nurse, and she works all the time and gets ready for these races, and a bunch of people have tried to get her to stop working you know, as a nurse because she's so promising as a runner for the country and all these things. And she said, look, I've realized, like, I've tried to do it without working, and mentally I just sit there and, like, can't be in the right place because I'm so focused on my workouts. And instead of allowing my workouts to kind of defuse from my day or get me ready for my day, it kind of does the opposite. And my body when I've only done running has broken down and all these things, I think because of where I am mentally. And, um, it just really hit home for me because that's kind of how I do riding. Um, you know, I, I am very serious about riding when I'm on Chatwin, but I have a lot of other things going on. And I actually think that as of late and since last year, I've maybe let riding kind of take too much of a front seat. And, um, You know, because of it, it's let me a little bit mentally get to a place where it's not as much to defuse and, um, you know, it's become something different. And so I think actually this little mini break Chad and I've had the last couple weeks has been what we needed to kind of remember that. And um, the article kind of came from Joni at the perfect time. But I think, um, you know, if that's kind of why you ride and what works for you as an amateur, then by all means, like, you don't have to put a ceiling on it, you know, and, um, I think everybody has different goals in their riding and, um, different reasons why they do it, but, um, you know, I don't think you need to come into the sport thinking, I only want to do this or that, um, instead, maybe, you know, for amateurs to view it, like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm enjoying the process, and I think, um, you know, that's one of, the great things about getting to be an amateur and having all these other things you're doing or work to focus on, you can kind of be more in the moment and enjoy the process a bit more maybe than somebody who is riding 10 to 12 horses every day and um, it can get maybe a little harder to appreciate the two
0: hours you have at the barn. Yeah,
3: that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And and I need how sometimes someone sends you that book or that email or that little message, that text all of a sudden that just uh just at the right time. Yeah. It's amazing how that works out sometimes. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's
0: yeah.
1: Awesome. I mean, I think it kind of puts it in perspective and um sometimes you need that for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah. The um do you do you have aspirations of like continuing on and maybe making a team one day and you while know, keeping your amateur status or like what what are your goals? with writing.
1: I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, the amateur status thing is getting hard because I, it's been really important to me to maintain it. And it's something actually I've really struggled with in the last few months because I do have come to a point where I can't really afford to keep traveling going just, um, as things are set up. And so I need to create an opportunity to bring some other people in and that right there will make it so I'm not allowed to technically be an amateur anymore. um, and, you know, the way amateur status is right now is a little tricky because it also, you know, there's actually rules that, like, you can't receive more than $300 in product in a year. Like, so, you know, for making the training list, I got a, it's like $300. So, like, for making the training list, I got a USCF jacket. And I'm like, well, how much is that jacket? Like, so if you guys give me a vest, am I over the limit? <laughs> you really forget technical. It gets so crazy and um I think I'm actually getting to a point where I'm gonna unfortunately have to forego that but it's something yeah. I've struggled with so much because it's really important to me to kind of lead the charge in helping amateurs believe they can do whatever they dream of in the sport. And um so, you know, I think the roles are a little tricky there and I'm gonna have to face them but As far as the team stuff goes, I mean, yeah, I I have dreams of representing my country and um, kind of, you know, taking it as far as it will go. But I think my main focus my main goal is to um, be right by Chatwin and enjoy the process with him. And um, I'm very lucky to have a really incredible partner in him. And, um, you know, I like just hanging out with him at home just as much as I like getting to go to the big shows with him. I mean, today I was setting jumps in my ring and I'm just me half the time there by myself. So you just kind of have to follow behind me as I drag a couple of standards here. (laughs) um, You know, those moments are just kind of as important to me as the big ones. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I obviously have big dreams with him for his career, but more um, just the opportunities that he's made possible, and the the journey along the way is kind
3: of more what I'm focused on. Gotcha, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's the Chopwood carry carry water uh, mentality. Yeah, it is. If you heard about that? It's a book that <laughs> that, that uh, I don't know if you ever read that yeah. book. But uh, we we uh, we talked about that yeah, like a few a times on the old podcast there. Um, so while well, you talked about sponsors and stuff, who um, as we kind of start to wind things down, uh, do, do you have? sponsors that you'd like to shout out and tell us about?
1: Yeah, I mean, technically, right now I don't have any sponsors because I'm an amateur. So, um, oh, really? You know, I don't have any sponsors as an amateur. Um, um, self-run, but um, my cousin did. I just would like to thank her again, like, for everything she's done for Chatwin and I. And I mean, I wouldn't have Chatwin if it weren't for her, and um, the whole process of getting into to share with her has just been really, really incredible, and um, I was joking with someone the other day that I just want to get a shirt and, like, all my friends who always help me, and, yeah.
0: you know,
1: here and there so much, like, Kelly Prather is one of my best friends. She actually grew up three miles away, and now I've lost her to the East
3: Coast, I think, forever. Is that right? but, we just were messing with her today.
0: Yeah.
1: Kelly
3: was she's... just asking us about the book. Yeah, she was. Kelly was Yeah, just... so Kelly
1: grew... Kelly's parents lived three miles from me, and I see them all the time still, Um, and Kelly, you know, was at Montana with me, and I think she'll come overseas with me when I go, and Kelly and I are really, really close, Um, and, you know, people like Kelly and Pam and, um, you know, Heather Morris and and a lot of our friends, buddies out here on the West Coast, and, um, you know, there's a pretty tight-knit group of us, and a lot of my friends on the East Coast, too, I mean, feel so lucky to have so many special people. I was joking, I think, actually with Kelly that I just want to get a cross country shirt that I don't want any like company logos. I like, because I technically can't have them now. So <laughs> I should just put my friends' names on my really? shirt. And- <laughs> that'd be
2: cool. <laughs> yeah. That would be cool. Did you
1: tell Kelly you were show, show? just every
0: show I'll just wear a different T shirt with our faces. <laughs> <laughs> that'd
2: be
3: funny. Yeah. Kelly's gonna be we're working out of time to have Sorry. her on so that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, Kelly is a hell of a horse producer. I have questions for her all the time. Like, what do I do about this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we can't but, wait to talk um, to her. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, and, uh, get you know, and you. Then I at my mom. And <laughs> yeah, she's, well, she's got it. But <laughs> my mom also, you know, my horses live at my mom's barn. And uh, my mom is the most incredibly supportive woman in the world. When I go to a horse show, she still says, do you, you do you a Snacks, and do you have this? And did you remember? Did you remember your air vest? And I'm thinking, like, Mom, of course I have my freaking air vest. And I leaves the trailer, like, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I couldn't do it without her. I mean, she keeps my old guys going at home when I'm gone, and helps with the boys. And I'm lucky to be married to a guy who never wants to ride a horse, but the <laughs> no problem
3: that I do. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. Hey, and do you have a favorite uh, a favorite character on the Navy SEAL TV show by chance? A favorite character?
1: I do. I, <laughs> there's this guy I really like on this Navy SEAL team. It's on CBS, and actually, we found out today it just got renewed for season three. Oh, so. Awesome! Um, a huge shout out to my little brother Max. I'm so proud of you, and um, pretty cool. He's he's getting a little too famous, but now at lunch, everybody <laughs> wants a good picture and. Um, you know, you can't quite dress as homeless if you go with him somewhere cause they're going to end up in, <laughs> the but, um, but yeah, my brother Max is on the SEAL team on, um, CBS. He's the main character in the show and they're getting ready for the third season now. So, um, awesome. he's home for a couple of months with my sister-in-law Lexi and they only live a couple of miles away from us when they're home.
0: That's so. cool.
1: Um, they have two boys, to the same age as mine, so it's quite a wild, <laughs> wild
3: group. That is uh, awesome. I bet. That's funny. You know, it's fun If it makes you feel any better, I-, I knew you from television and, like, all those Kentuckys before, way before I ever saw yeah. him on TV. We didn't so. even know who or he Max. was. Max. I was like, oh, that Max guy's was coming f- there. To- Max that? was going
2: to
1: come
3: to Kentucky to watch. Max was going
1: to come to Kentucky uh-huh. to watch this year, and... um I was joking with him that everybody, you know, when we were growing up because I'm older than him and I'm pretty kind of in your face and outspoken and um in high school and things and I think um you know everybody always says, Oh, you're Frankie's little brother and then there got to a point where he got famous <clears throat> enough that I have certainly just become Max's sister and so <laughs> I was joking with him and I said, Well if you come to Kentucky I'm gonna get you a T shirt with my picture on it and there you say, go. I'm I'm Frankie's brother.
3: <laughs> oh that's funny. That <laughs> I'm
1: Frankie's funny. little brother. <laughs> but yeah, um I mean we're just lucky to have a great group of people
2: that's cool, and man. I'm lucky to have a great family too, so
3: that's cool. A lot of fun. We were big fans. We were big Bates Motel watchers.
2: Yeah, and well, and we we were like, oh, that's Frankie's brother. With the,
3: you you were that was Frankie's brother to us. So <laughs> yeah, Just.
2: I like that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Just so you know, awesome. Very very yeah, cool. Yeah, Bates Motel
1: was so creepy, and my brother was quite a prankster. So he'd show up at my house like outside the window at night, and I could never. <laughs> And I watch it because it creeped me out too much, and then he'd scare the living out <laughs> of me. Yeah, so. Oh, that's
2: so funny.
3: That was a well done <laughs> show.
1: Team, I've gone behind. I have it on DVR, and I watch it religiously. And I really like Steel Team. So um,
3: that's cool.
0: We
1: were just gone actually this weekend in Mexico with my brother and sister in law with a ton of their friends for a big celebration birthday bash from earlier in the year because my brother was working and. Um, a couple guys on his show were there and stuff, so it's been really fun to kind of see his career grow, and um, cool. I'm really proud of him.
3: It's nice that you guys are close. Yeah, I think that's is... very, very sweet. You know that, and you guys have your own. Yeah, my brother going.
1: Is pretty true to his roots, and it's cool that he's home. We actually have a another brother who's um, a surprise factor, and he's just turned 18, and he's our full sibling, so we'll kind of see what the world has in store for that one. I think he's the wildest one of us yet.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. 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 Yeah. It's the
1: the three of us, but it's fun that we're all, I mean, my mom's house, my house and Max's house, are all within
3: three miles of each other. Wow. That's that's really cool. Yeah. That is awesome. awesome. That's awesome. I love that Karen.
1: And Kelly's parents, all of
0: us together.
1: And Kelly's parents. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
3: We'll, we'll, we'll we'll tell Kelly when we interview her to, you know, her folks said hello.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I know. I have
1: to pass her house to take my one of my boys to school every day. So I always send her a picture.
2: I'm like, are you coming
3: home? Oh, that's so funny. Oh, man. Uh, oh, man, I tell you, this is awesome.
2: Yeah, this was. So, Frankie, um, can you um, tell our listeners any websites and social media that you have? Any um, website. oh, She's gonna I know, I know websites? She's going to pick the Yeah, For
1: sure. So definitely athletics. Um, athletics. The website is athletics.com or athleticsequine.com. You can follow along either one. And then um, athleticsequine.com on social media and give you lots of fun giveaways. You can win all sorts of really neat sponsor stuff on there. Um, You know, signatures from riders, different fun rider stuff. So definitely check that one out. Um, The bags are Frankie Cameron Collection on social media and just frankiecameron.com. And then, um, yeah, those are
2: kind of of the big ones that's
3: awesome. Karen, was this a treat? Or was this great? This was great, man. Oh, man, Frankie, been a fan of you for so long. Seeing you do those interviews in Kentucky on TV back, you know, I don't know. So, this is just kind of fun to get to chat with you and get to know all about you. And Karen and I are both big fans of, like I said, not only just the writing, but also all the business stuff that you do. And we're just so Mm -hmm. uh and and you know, what we're trying to do is trying to grow the sport of eventing. So the more businesses like yours that are out there helping people, it's just going to help sustain the sport. And We are 100% about that.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks so much. You guys having me on. And also with the syndicate stuff, I said, obviously I'm working out the details, but given a little bit of information on the show, of kind of what it'll be like. And so if you're interested in that, you can just email me too. It's just Frankie at athletics, dot dot Um, And, yeah, I I really
2: appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can leave us a review on Apple iTunes or visit us at MajorLeakEventing.com. Cheers.